Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Trots Live on this Tuesday, the 8th of November. Gareth Hall. Well, Jason Boddington's with me, but he said I can take over the, sh- yeah, the, no, the no, show I'm, today. I, I've, I've handed over I'm following in hands, and I, did, I got nothing out of uh, Hoka LeBron, so... I've had something small each way, so you can take over while I'm having a bet. So yeah. we're on Royal Pride here in the third. We tipped it on Giddy Up before with the break. Looks well, okay at the moment, doesn't it? Whereabouts is it? Four we back w- the moving line for Blair Orange Ants. You happy? He's driven in a treat so far. Yeah, he's done no work at all, Gareth. He's getting a pretty good run. All the ones up front have all done a bit. So um, And they've all galloped. Paul Nan, I don't know what's favorite. happened. He's, been, he's galloped all of his horses. Too. Yeah, he's having a bad day, so uh, we all have them. Yes. I think Paul Mann has enough behind him. Uh, we'll, we'll let him have a couple of gallopers. So they turn f- for down the back the final time. There's still a 1,000 metres to go, Ants, basically. Yep, yep. No, it's still sitting up pretty good. Nothing's coming from behind him, so Blair's sitting there as long as he can. So um, the, the one he's following is not a bad horse. So Who's he following? A, a horse called the Bloss, so it'll probably get trucking um, if anything comes. But You'd be biased, Ants, but this is the best track in Australasia, isn't it? Probably the world. Yeah, I, okay. it is unbelievable. Like it is better than the Meadowlands. Yeah, it's just so fair. Every, yeah, everyone gets their chance. Everyone, um, everyone gets their chance. Yeah, it's so fair, and you can, you know, you can lead up, you can come from back a bit, and uh, so no, I think it's uh, you know the best in the world. Well, he's just going a little rough there. He's trying to. He's gone. He went rough early as well. They are coming. They went lickety split in this race. Just each way is okay. If you could just slice through there, Blair, that'd be great. Yeah, he's just trying to get out at he the can't, moment. He can't. Now he's, he's going to go back. Far. Oh, this is brilliant. Oh, get up, this, Blair. This is brilliant what he's doing here. Get up, Blair. This is Blair Orange. He's going to go up, close. Blair. He's going to die. Get here. up, Blair. He's going to die. He's going to die. Genius, he's got Blair him. Orange. He's got him. Yes. Oh, what a drive. Unbelievable. We were down and out. We're yeah. back. What a steer, and what a tip. $5, $44, that's why you get Anthony Butt on this show. You just paid for yourself, Ants. Um, but that was, that's why he's probably, I think I would, you know how you were talking about Zach Butcher driving for your life? <laughs> Blair Orange just drove for our lives. <laughs> yeah, it was a great drive because the horse never handled the last bend at all. And if you notice, he didn't pull him out. He, he stayed in because he probably had to and... He just pierced the gap late, and he gallops. The horse gallops just after the finish line, so it was just an inch perfect drive. That takes. Um, we're watching it, and it seems easy. You know, you just move through the gaps. That that takes a lot of skill, doesn't it? To be able to weave that passage, know when to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. That that was a super steer. Yeah, and and you're so tempted to pull out yeah. around the bend when they come from behind yeah. you, but you know you can't. You're probably going to gallop if you do. So. You know, you just got to, you know, bite your tongue and count to 10 or probably 20 in that at that time. But, no, you know, that just shows what a great horse and Blair is to, A, not only get the right run, but to keep the horse trotting. And it wasn't trotting great at any like no. at any point, I don't reckon, Gareth. Now, like, I might be talking through the pocket here but and tipping it to our friends on SEN Track. And mm. I don't usually do this, but I got excited. But that would nearly have to be one of the best drives that I've seen for quite some time with the way he handled that situation because... Watching it, you're not cursing him. I thought, oh, you better get going. He's missed the boat. But he knew what he was doing in a way, and he had to hold that trotter together. 
Yeah, and they said he just got a beautiful run over the two mile. He did nothing the whole race. And, um, you know, we've seen a few of them up front uh, having a bit of a duel and having the favourite gallop definitely helped. But, yeah, he just got a perfect run, did no work, and uh, he was strong late. But as you said, it was just a masterly bit of horsemanship to keep the horse trotting around that last bend and and then to, you know, find the gap in the straight. 0499 736 Send in your text messages. If you've got a, um, a text about... The races today in any code, but especially if you've got a, a question regarding the trots on New Zealand Cup Day, this is a question for Ants. With a race like the last at Addington, at what point as a driver do you pull out of the speed battle like that? Open class lead time in a maiden, surely not ideal on debut. Um, the one that Carter was driving, I guess, Ahoka LeBron. Yeah, well, well, I think you would have been expecting to find the front off the leader. and um, and But after that, it looks as though his horse got pulling and uh, we we see him going around the showgrounds, being that he was racing pretty keen. So, yeah, you know, sometimes you can't choke them down too much. You've just yeah. got to go with them. And, uh, you know, it's obviously not ideal, but, um, you know, I don't think he did too much wrong there. Good morning, Mr. Hall. Can you please read this first? Um, I'm an animal lover, and I hope um, I'm living in the Riverina and seeing the plight of the um, the Baron Brumbies, the Kangaroos and the Emus at the moment struggling for feed, living in the floodwater all around. I would like just to get this information out. They need some help. Good on you, Rhino. So, yeah, Rhino. We're, we're a little... It's unbelievable, the floods um, in the Riverina and also in uh, northeastern Victoria, Ants. It's um, been devastating to watch from afar. Yeah, it is, Gareth. And we're so late in the year, you know, we're you know nearly halfway through November and... We're still getting all this rain, so... La Nina. Hopefully, you know, it has started to warm up the last few days, so hopefully uh, that continues and, you know, things start to dry out a bit. Big fella says, oh, well, just tested positive to COVID. I'm glad I have you guys at the New oh, Zealand big Cup fella. To, no. to keep me occupied. We love Bring Big Fella. So um, that's from the Big Fella. So it's been... It was a slow start, but Royal Pride... What do you mean? Like we've had a couple of races here on air and we've already got a $12 winner. No slow start here. One thing I wouldn't mind asking, Ants, uh, that, like I said, that horse didn't want to trot well all the way. There was one at Cram in a few months ago that I was there. Was it one of Dylan's Meadow Valley Road, maybe? Um, who didn't want to trot at any point, and you were just holding together whole, the whole race. What is it like? What are the tricks you can do with a trotter when when they're, they're just sort of hopping and skipping and they half want to go off stride? just to keep them confident and keep them in gait. It can't be an easy thing to do. No, and you'll find a lot of trotters, Jace, that don't handle the bends very good. Yeah. And they'll they'll get fine once they get in the straight and get balanced up and they'll trot, trot good up the straight. So you got to nurse them around. you got to nurse them around. And, and so you, you may as well be trotting and losing ground than um, trying to keep up and galloping. So, yeah, it's not ideal and you've just got to take your medicine and hope that... You can get round the corners and then they get balanced and straighten up and you're, you're not too far away from them. So that last race at Adams was a prime example of Blair, you know, taking his medicine around the bend, sitting in and um, hoping once he got to the straight, the horse balanced up and trod to better. Ex- explain what nursing is, though. Is that just keeping the bit in the right place and just and not and not testing them, just, just sort of like a car basically decelerating around the turns and uh, allowing them to get where they need to be? Yeah, you've got to keep a good hold of their heads and... Um, as you said, you've probably got to slow them down sometimes. Sometimes they'll just get a, out, of, out of rhythm in their gait and you've just got to uh, take hold of them. And, you know, at times you've, you've just got to slow them down a, a step or two and um, keep them trotting. And, as you said, hope that you're not losing too much ground while you're doing that. But, as I said, you're better to be losing ground and trotting than 
than, uh, than breaking than stride and losing 30, 40 now, motors. Blair Orange is the best trotting driver apart from you that I've ever seen now, Ants. But who do you think in your time? I, because I think there's a there's a difference, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, from a, a driver who can drive a trotter and, and a pacer. There's great trotting drivers. Yeah, well, you know, my life, uh, Gareth, has and been... you're so- very good. And so many, like when I was a kid, Peter Wolfington was an absolute god in New Zealand and he retired not long after I started and, and Tony Hurley sort of took over and Tony was just a master all through those sort of 80s, 90s with all the Purden horses, Christopher Vance, you know, luxury liner choking and he just won so many big races. So I think he was always the benchmark and and then Dexter come along and, um, you know, he took things to another level and then we've all seen what he's done in America. So... You know, I, I hate to separate the drivers because I think on any day, any of them can get the job done on the right horse. And, you know, then we got, we come to Australia and, you know, obviously huge respect for Gavin Lang. You know, he was a master. He could probably win on horses that no one else could. And But then at times he'd get beat on horses that he shouldn't get beat yeah. on. And But, you know, we got Chris Alford, Greg Sugars, you know, Luke McCarthy, Gary Hall. You know, that you, you can't separate them really because... Yeah. They're all just fantastic. Junior's come a long way. I think I've never seen him drive as well as he has since I gave him a cook the other day on Facing the Breeze. <laughs> um, but I remember when we were kids growing up, and I didn't, like I only, I didn't know Junior at this time, but he always tells this story. So he, he, he goes to New Zealand and he's invited to drive in the Junior Drivers' Championship and he's, because there wasn't trotters in WA um, when he first started driving. So he goes to the trainer and the trainer goes, um, all right, Junior, um, just come out of the gate and see if you can find a spot. And he goes, well, have you, where are the hobbles? You haven't put the hobbles on. He goes, Junior, this is a trotter. So he's come a long way, Gary Hall, Junior. <laughs> you can't be revealing that story <laughs> no. on it. That is, and, that and is rude He's come as. a long way. But um, he's not a bad driver of trotters <laughs> at the moment. We've, we've had a chat about this on Giddy Up with the, the Thoroughbred. Um, guys over the last week or so. And we've seen, like, world-class jockeys. William Buick, Frankie Dottori come out here. Jamie Spencer, world-class jockeys who performed on the world stage. Buick had a few winners there on the Breeders' Cup meeting just recently <coughs> at uh, Keeneland there in the States. But they come out here and they struggle. Um, different ball game, different drivers, tighter racing. It's been quite amazing to see our boys from Australasia, Dexter Dunn and Tom McCarthy, head to North America in the toughest environment for drivers to, to succeed, and they're clearly the best now. Like, Tim Tietrick used to be God for people down under when they came out for the world driving titles. I remember when I covered it, everyone, Tim Tietrick was like, no one can be as good as him. Dexter Dunn makes him look second rate these days. Yeah, yeah he I does. I love Tim Tietrick. Yeah, he does, Gareth. And, the you know, the three boys have done an amazing job up there. And um, I think what they learned down here is... You know, we race over so many, you know, variety of distances and, you know, New Zealand left and right-handed tracks, grass tracks, standing starts, mobile. So they learn um, to do a lot of things. And, you know, I've seen the American drivers come down here in the past, like Roddy Pierce come down and drove a horse in the end of Dominions in Auckland in 1991. And he was just completely out of his depth, you know, like big fields, close, tight racing. And um, But Ron Pierce is a... A champion driver in America, and but in saying that, if they come down and spend, you know, a few weeks or a couple of months here, they'd soon adapt. You know, yeah. well, do, do, do you remember the All Star series? Weren't they way better at the end than they were 
at the start when, when um, Yannick and uh, Brett Miller and all those guys came down and we had all the fun that we did here in Victoria. They just got better and better, more acclimatised like that. It only takes a few weeks, really, and they get acclimatised to this style of racing compared to their own. Yeah, exactly. You know, I remember that, you know, that trip. Like, I was really impressed with Brett Miller. You know, he's probably a guy that's, you know, a little under the radar compared to Yannick and um, Timmy Tetrick and that. But I just thought he, he drove fantastically through. Yeah. He, he adapted really quickly. And, you know, as I said, if Yannick and Tim come down here, you know, within a few weeks, I'd be uh, as good as our guys again. Because there's, like, they... They drive in a way where it's pretty soft. If you if you want to get in, they let you in. Um, there's no hustle and bustle, really, is there? They're like they would struggle at Gloucester Park being pushed out of the bell. <laughs> we all struggle at Gloucester yeah. Park, but but no, uh, yeah, it's very uh, political up there. You've got to be in the click, and 100%. when you go to the Midlands, it's you know the same ten drivers basically driving every race. So they don't want to be upsetting each other because you upset one guy in one race. He'll get you in the next. So, but this, this is the just quickly. Andy McCarthy deserves credit because people have followed him down the him up there, haven't they? So, and then we've got two or three or four people you can rely upon that are together that are all uh, former uh, Australasians. It makes it a little bit easier than when you're you're one out, Gareth. We're only nine minutes away from the fourth race at Addington, so we'll take a break and we'll come back and preview this race. With Anthony Barton, Jason Bonington, we might even have a chat to Josh Jenkins coming up because he is, like, he was front and square when Geelong won the premiership in the rooms. He played uh, a vital role. He was their ruck coach, um, Joshy Jenkins. Now he's great mate, Mickey Stanley. He's got rock and roll do down in the New Zealand Cup. He might have a decent and, bet of big odds as well. Yeah, but as soon as he wins, he'll be front, yeah, and, yeah, no front and square where the TV, yep. cameras are, yes. TV cameras are. There's no doubt about that. Um, 17 minutes past 11, time for a break. We'll continue on our coverage of New Zealand Cup Day. So far, it's been a successful day. Anthony Butt tipping a $12 winner thanks to a gem of a drive. No protest in that um, race either, no. fantastically. It took a while for the dividends Correct. to come through, but they have now hit the account. We owe Blair Orange a beer. A beer. We'll come back with plenty more straight after this. It- Anthony Butt, the three-time New Zealand Cup champion driver, um, and it's a privilege and honour to have the one of the goats of the sport. Um, for me, he's been my favourite driver over the journey, hey, but Because you know why? Why? He could turn up anywhere. It didn't matter if it was a Gloucester Park, Melton, Menangle, Albion Park, Island, America, um, any any part of the New Caribbean, Zealand. Uh, some parts yeah. of East Africa. He would adapt to the... Bulgaria, he'd yeah. always drive a winner. No, he loved Bulgaria. He was a big Sweden. Bulgarian man. Did you man. drive a winner in Sweden? Uh, not in Sweden. I did no. in uh, Denmark. Okay. So wherever <laughs> so he went... He covered Scandinavia at yes. least. Copenhagen. Um, he's delivered. And there was no better driver. How many Hunter Cups? Seven? Seven, yep. Seven. I'll Three New Zealand six, Cups, Miracle Mile. I don't think in my time I've seen him. Luke McCarthy and Junior are up there, but a bigger, big-time driver than A-Butt. He loved these big occasions. Now, as far as I'm concerned, Blair Orange is number one around the world right now. After getting that last winner, that's that's all there is to it. Now, he drives one here, Live On Legend at 390 um, with Bet three six five, but this is a tough race. Ants, there's a few chances here. Which way, if you could drive, which way would you go? Yeah, nothing really stands out for me in this one, Gareth. The only one I thought, um, not the ten come together. Bob Butts' team's really flying, and um, it's it's going to it's drawn one the second row, so it'll follow through the favourite, and um, you know probably a, a really good place bet. Yeah, so um, it's been well supported, sixteen into twelve, so it'll follow out Blair. Over the 1980s, so three-back defence is a good spot to be at Addington, isn't it? It's a good place to be anywhere, really. Yeah, you just got to rely on, uh, you know, not getting 
any further back than three back. And, you know, the passing lane comes into play pretty good at that. He didn't give everyone a fair crack, so he'll just need a bit of luck late. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about the uh, Bob Butt, because he's had a few of these horses gallop away from Paul Nam, but he's always had plenty of um, talent, Bobby Butt. Yeah, well, Bobby's well-known in Victoria. He spent a oh, few... yeah, he did, some, <laughs> he did some great work in Victoria, Bobby Butt. He uh, spent a bit of time over here with Brett Lilly and... Um, <laughs> He was pretty well known on and off the track. Yes, but he was. Yeah, he's uh, cousin David's uh, son, and he's David sort of semi-retired now. And Bob's taken over the team. They train at Woodin Beach, fantastic facility, and uh, you know this is where the Duns train and Greg Hope, and you know probably one of the the nicest places to train anywhere in the world. I love a bit of trivia. Um, this will be an easy one for you, Gareth. Davey Butt trained and drove the last ever Hunter Cup winner at Mooney Valley before we moved to Melton. What was the name of the horse? And it was heavily supported. David Butt. David Butt. One name starts with B. I'm the mighty queen. Your mate, Junior, was absolutely flying through but yeah. couldn't get there. He galloped it out, didn't he, Junior? What's the name of the horse? Come um, on. I thought this was a, a Dorothy Dixer. <laughs> I know Gavin Lake won Ange, the last one. Ange knows it on top of his head. Yeah, and the red and white colours. Yeah, um, Gav won That's, the that last That was, Dave, yeah. No, I don't know. Give us it. So, what's the letter? It starts with B. Yeah. And what's the think second? Of, think of uh, Australia winning the America's Cup. Um, and who might have been behind the financing of that? An entrepreneur from Queensland. Yes. Yes. No, he was from WA. Was he? Oh, that Bond. WA. Bond. Yeah, Bondi. Bondi was Bondi, the name of the horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there you go. We got there eventually. Um, hey, Mr. Bonnington, um, Gareth and Ants, was Mick Guerin's best race nine, number two it was. Yes. That's a New Zealand. Yes, big fella. That's Purden's filly. I like the, no, it's, it's Purden's three-year-old. Yeah. I like the one in that race to place in race number nine. Yeah, um, and I actually like, I think I think the two will just win and the one's obviously a danger. But there's, um, I think the nine, I think they must only starting 80 cross. Okay, boomer. uh is going to be th- three fence. So if that's the case, just check. I'll just check the fields, make sure it is one the second row. And um, which one in race nine? In race nine, yeah, we're looking for a peg, peg, peg situation yeah, peg, here. Peg, peg, so. Oh, so Sherlock's a dollar ninety-five. I think that's a great bet. Two to beat, one to beat, nine potentially here. Merlin trialed nicely, didn't he? And he's unbeaten, or basically unbeaten. I watched him the other day. The great Barry Purden prepares, and Zach Butcher in the in the gig. Um, he's got really small legs. That horse, Merlin. But he goes pretty quick. Yeah, he's a great horse. You know, he's a superstar, but it's going to be awfully hard from that draw for him. Yeah. So we're on the 10, the place here, as they start to move up um, for race number four at Addington, and it's the Bob Butt-trained pace called um, Come Together, and that's what we're doing at the moment. We'll get the Beatles ready if this gets up anyway. Poor old Bob's Gallop, two favourites out (laughs) so far, so let's hope... um, It's a mobile this one, Gareth. You should be right. Lightning doesn't strike three times. So he's following out the favourite, which is Live on Legend at four dollars. Is he over? Is he over bet sometimes by the locals? Clear. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He's like uh, James McDonald. Yeah. But he's still he's still a winning um, jockey, James McDonald. Even though that everyone backs him, that's how good he's going. That's a good segue though, because Wayne Hawke said on one of your shows, I reckon, Gareth, about about J Mac that if you're not on the best horses. Um, you know, it makes a huge difference. What Anne said earlier about the fact that there's probably five, six, seven guys who trying to separate them as as great drivers is impossible because you can't put them all on the same 
horse, yeah. can you, Ants? Like, it's, it's the same as Formula One, really. It's like you can't put them all in the, in the same car or on the same horse. But on the right horse, there's probably half a dozen guys who are as good as each other. Yeah, and they'll all get the job done, yeah. you know. So, yeah, as you said, there's, you know, probably 8, 10, 12 round Australasia that uh, you'd be happy to throw the colours to. So we're in... Might have to name all them so later in the show. We're four back the fence here. Who's gone to the front? It's in the Hope colours. I think that's Celtic Spirit. Yep. Um, trailing it is the six, which is Millwood Indy, which is the favourite. And then you've got Blair, three back the fence, and we're four back the fence, which is still not hopeless, is it, Ants? No, you just got to hope that uh, some of those ones on the outside line drop off a bit at some stage. So We only wanted a place. Is it sometimes difficult to make up ground at any track, but especially Addington? It's all tem- temporary related, Gareth, yeah. If yeah. they go hard, you know, early or mid-race, they can come back here. But if they get an easy sort of quarter or a half, you know, they can all pretty much sprint home together. So it is uh, hard. So he probably can nearly get this out This is a track here. where you can make ground, very, very easily make ground. So he's going to push through the centre here, Bobby Butt. He's just wants to be a little bit careful, just nurse it, don't get, don't get touched. Yeah. Sometimes it's best just to stay on the fence. Now no, this is a good move. Now he's got to get he's out. He's got to get out now and run third. Now he's got to get out. So just run past a few inside. of them. I think he's going to run a good fourth. The one that was behind him on the pegs. Yeah, he's, he's just going to stay on the pegs, through. Bobby. Even I know that, Ants. Sometimes drivers get sucked in, don't they? Yeah, sometimes you're just better, you know, waiting on the fence. Wait, you might cost yourself, you know, have to wait another 50 or 100 metres, but if you had a look where he uh, was turning in when he came out wide to make his run and where he could have been on the fence, you know, it's probably a you know, length and a half, two lengths difference. Yeah. So Celtic Spirit, the seven defeats, Millwood Indy and Moonlight Dream. The winners paid 9.33, 10, the hopes strike there on New Zealand Cup Day. We'll take the news. It's 11.29. This is Trot's Life. Special Trot's Life. Gareth Hall, Jason Bonington and the three-time New Zealand Cup champ, Anthony Butt, joining us on New Zealand Cup Day. And I think we've got a special coming up in race number five. But it's... You're listening to Tuesday Trot's Life with Jason Bonington. It's 11.31 and... Uh, Sports bet shootout is just around the corner. Exclusive offer for SEN fans with buy one, get one free on the first place marquee ticketing. Simply head to dreamchasersfestival.com.au and enter SEN track at the checkout to redeem the offer. Don't miss the sports bet shootout Saturday, November 12 at Sandown Park. The Greyhound action hotting up, especially in their, their carnival kicked off last Saturday. Celtic Spirit kicks off proceedings at Addington. Seven, six, and twelve. The numbers there, and uh, I'm looking forward to race number five, Ants, because you've got um, some serious young horses going around. But the horse that everybody wanted to tip us over the last 24 hours is uh, the Dalgetty trained pacer, and that's Republican Party. Now went to a dollar eighty-five. Um, how good is he? Because they tell me he's as good as Akuda, who's one of the favourites in the New Zealand Cup. He's a three-year-old at the moment, but he looks like he's got plenty of upside. Yeah, he's very good, Gareth. He's only a little fella, but I know Blair drove him at the trolls probably a month ago and, and come off and told Cran that he thinks he's better than Krug. So, um, yeah. so that's, uh, you know, Blair doesn't normally say much, so that's a pretty big recommendation. So how does he drive him then? Because he tried to get to the front the other day when I was watching the replay at Ashburton and then he made up enough for him to drop him behind the leader. For the first time watching these races, I don't know what's got into you, Kiwis, but no one's handing up. (laughs) 
you've had a couple of the drivers hold out horses at 20 to 1 and be the first horse beat. Um, so what's been going on? They've changed a little bit. Usually you hand up at the 600-metre mark. Well, I think it's cup day, Gareth. Cup, cup fever well, kicks I reckon, in. I reckon if there's, there's two things, cup day, but also uh, there's not seven mark per runners in every race. So the fear factor there, you know, you've got to hand up because, you, you know, what's going to happen next. So I, I think the... the um, the scarcity of the relative scarcity of Mark Burn runners is giving people a bit of hope, and I, they haven't actually dropped out. Most of the leaders have gone relatively well, so um, why not hold up the lead rather than hand up? Although those who've watched New Zealand racing for years and years are probably wondering what is going on. Yes, you're right, Gareth. So Republican parties at a dollar eighty five. You've got Sandwave at nine dollars. They tell me there's a few people they've got a bit of time for this. Young horse, Ants, Sandwave, he's, he's, um, he's around that $9.50 quote at the moment. Yeah, he's a pretty nice horse, Gareth. He's a, from down south, from Nathan Williamson Stable. He does a really good job with his horses. So, yeah, he looks a horse that's, um, you know, going to eventually work his way through to, you know, the cup, cup level or grand circuit level, we call it over here. So, yeah, but he's just got an awkward draw. And, you know, I think Republican Party will just spear across to the front. He, he might have to do a bit of work in the first sort of two or three hundred, but I think most of the ones inside him will be happy to hand up to him. So if he draws the pole, sorry, Jason, in the free-for-all on Friday, because he probably needs to win this to get in, and he'll get a start on Friday if he goes to the free-for-all, would you back him? Oh, I, I think it's still a step up to yeah. the, uh, you know, the very elite. You know, I think in six months' time, um, you know, we may be saying something different, but he's only a three-year-old, remember, and... Uh, He's got some bigger fish to fry. I know he's got the derby coming up in a few weeks. So, um, But uh, the field he's in now, it's, it's sort of the New Zealand Cup consolation. So mm. when you take the 14 best horses out, um, you know, it's definitely a drop down in, in class. All right. I always wonder when, um, oh, for years I've wondered this, when Gareth says they tell me, I'm wondering who they are <laughs> and whether it's you, Ant. So I, like, I, I would love to get this group together. They t- he's getting told a lot. And so they are telling him a I'll lot. I'll tell you who told me about Republic Party. I watched four shows last night. So Trackside put their show on YouTube. Um, very good show. And then the box seat. So you had Whale and um, uh, you had Whale. You had Craig Cross and Mark Cookson do the Trackside show. And then Mickey Guerin and, and um, Matty Cross. Uh, Mickey Guerin and Greg O'Connor do the box seat. So they do a lot of interviews. They talk to people. It's really interesting listening and watching those two hours of um, previews. If you're if you're betting and reading between the lines, they say that this Republican Party, because Blair Orange says he's a star, is the bet of the day. And the three-year-old race where you're going to have Purden's got gate speed with the two horse in race number nine, um, and he looks like he's going to hand up, or the one will sit behind it. And uh, that's Sherlock sitting behind it and Don't Stop Dreaming leading. Um, the Barry Purden trained three-year-old is very good Merlin, but around that circuit um, in harness racing over the short trip, Merlin will have to be a complete and utter freak to defeat them. So they're the two bets, the place and this um, the Republic horse. So they tell me he's very good, so that's where I've heard it from. So I've right. about five different people. All right. Uh, they, they, all right, now we know the cohort. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. 11.37, we'll take a break and we'll come back with more of Trot's life. We might see if we can get Joshy Jenkins on the line. He's at Addington um, and um, hopefully his phone lines are working. They tell me, Ants, that the phone lines aren't very good. Hard to get coverage in New Zealand. 
on Christ uh, at Christchurch. So hopefully we can re- rectify that problem. Um, Joshie Jenkins to join us straight after this. End of Trot's life. Um, Text us on 0499 736 736. The best of the day is coming up. It's been well supported late. You know, I'm into $1.70 now. The Crandall Getty trained and Chrissy Del Getty trained pacer going around in race number five at, um, at um, Addington today. And, of course, just having a look at it now, Republican Party era, $1.70. There's a tip here at... Um, the races, there's a few people texting in as scarred at Pukekohe. As God. It's too late now. I don't know what number it is. Um, I'll find it. Probably missed the kick. Oh. Um, where are they racing? Pukekohe in uh, New Zealand? It certainly feels like we, if it's this race, yes, yeah, we it's have. the second race. So yeah, we definitely scarred, missed it. It's the 16. A couple of text messages coming through. Just get on. In the blue and the grey sleeves. But we can a Republican Party answer. Is there any horse that can beat Republican Party today? Oh, yeah, I think there is, Gareth. He's um, just depends how much work he does to get across to the front. If a couple of them inside him make him work that first 400 and they've really got to burn, it will leave him vulnerable late. And you know, there's a few good horses in here that you know wouldn't have been out of place in the New Zealand Cup. A horse like Cranbourne, he's a good, tough horse, and Shane Noble. So um, you'd expect him to be leading and winning, but. If he does get uh, crucified early, you know, it will open up. But yep. um, hard to see him getting beat, really. Yeah. Do you think he goes to the front or will Blair have to play it by year to see what happens? What I just said, he's going, he's going forward. Yeah, he'll, he'll come out pretty good and um, he'll probably let them sort themselves out, those ones inside him. And then once that happens, he, he should be able to find the front. But um, it is cup day and uh, some of the drivers do get excited. So you never know. Drivers. Uh, sheep stage. So, Asgard's finished uh, second last, unfortunately. Well, lucky we missed it there. Just couldn't quite get into the race. No. So, nothing for Asgard. No, so we're only 30 I should have backed away. that bourbon sheik. <laughs> Jeez. So, this is the Alabad Junior free-for-all. So, it's basically like the consolation anyway, isn't it, Ants? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's always been a good race because a lot of the sort of up-and-comers sort of aim for it. Um, the horse aren't quite ready for the New Zealand Cup and... You know, some great horse that won the race over the years. I remember Araklis won it as a early four-year-old and um, then come out and won the free-for-all on the show day, beating the cup horses. So, you know, that's happened uh, a few times over the years. So it's always a good guide for, you know, the next 12, uh, six to 12 months. I was going to ask you if you had any other, if you, you know, top of your head uh, on a roll with the, or a couple. So Eracles or Araklis, is there any others over the last 10 years because quite often it's the junior free for all that you you go um, you get the tip for because there's one that's definitely going to make it that like everyone knows that they're going to make it but this wasn't they just weren't quite ready or they didn't get into the cup. Um, is there any others over the last ten years? He's looking up the, the, the on a roll now if he possibly can answer. He's, he's doing some good work on the iPhone. Yeah, well, Krug Krug won it last year. He yeah. probably hasn't gone on as much as they may have hoped, but Ultra uh, Smart. Ultimate Sniper won it uh, a couple of years That's ago. That's a pretty good one. The Fixer, Dream About Me. Where you go. Have Faith in Me, Adore Me. Oh, my Lord. Have so, a look at that. Uh, an Auckland Reactor won it twice. So, um, yeah, it's always been a good uh, stepping stone. Speaking, you know, there's even been the odd horse that the trainers, you know, aren't confident of the horse going away and a standing start in the New Zealand Cup. So they'll go into this race and then into the free-for-all on Friday. And, yeah... As you just looked at that honours roll, Purden loves using this race, doesn't he? Especially for his lightly raised up and comers next superstar in a way, because he's usually got four in the 
New Zealand Cup. Yeah. Um, so he likes to he likes to share it around a little bit, Ants. Yeah, well, he's won it most years the last sort of 10 years. So, uh, so yeah, Mark, uh, he likes that money and the... He spreads them around. I'm going to keep being an asshole here because I love trivia so much. So, Ericles only ever th- uh, only ever side one really really good horse. Mm. Who won the last? Uh, who won the last Victoria Cup at Mooney Valley? You know who that was? No, I don't. It was, and it was the fastest time, uh, the fastest Victoria Cup ever at Mooney Valley. Mel Park Major. Mel Park Major. I tell you what. If I did this with Anz, he'd go 10 out of 10, I can guarantee you. Mel Park Major was a great old horse. Donnie right. Smith's got a couple of nice horses. Mel Park Major would, would have been a, cha- a champion if he didn't have it. He re- had that really bad injury. And he came back like there was Chris Judd at uh, West Coast and then Chris Judd at Carlton. When he came back, he was more like Chris Judd at Carlton. But um, that run in the Miracle Mile, where divisive him is one of the uh, biggest runs you'll ever see in your in your life. But it's amazing, isn't it, that you have a sire like uh, Heracles or Heracles, and he he didn't he didn't deliver anything. But he, but all of them basically find a way to deliver one good horse, yeah. one good horse, and that was his. Well, I'll tell you a story about that Victoria Cup. I drove a horse for Tony Hurley. He called Gotta Go Cullen, and I trailed yes. Mel Park Major all the way. And Mel Park Major was pulling and uh, running along and. Um, I'm sitting in the trail just giggling. I'm just going to go straight and on the by. The 400, I thought, just how far am I going to win by? And uh, pulled out, got to where he's well, and uh, that was the closest I got. Yeah, it was. The amazing thing is the time, that the, the time of that Victoria Cup now wouldn't, it'd seem pedestrian compared to what they're, the times they're running now. I mean, Emma Stewart won the first race at Melton over the middle trip on Saturday night with a horse called uh, Cloud Nine in 153 and, mm. and chain, like it's just, what doesn't that? make sense? It's got the sulkies, the horse breeze getting better. Um, what else makes the, the tracks a lot better, aren't they? Oh, I think those things are a little bit overrated. Like the carts are definitely better. They're definitely yeah. faster than new carts. But I think the difference is their horses, they hold their speed so much longer. Yeah. They're not any faster over 200 metres than they were, say, 20 years ago. But they just uh, can hold their speed over six or 800 metres. And you just only have to look at the way the drivers drive their horses now. But... We run down the back as, um, you know, pretty much as fast as you can go so, so the other horses can't get up to you and, and you still get home that last quarter. So, you know, 20 years ago, you, you couldn't do that. You're always sort of saving them, saving them, saving them for that last dash up the straight. This could make or break everybody's New Zealand Cup day, it looks like. Republican Party now into a $1.65. this is Trot's Life. Gareth Hall, Jason Bonington, Anthony Butt with you. And don't forget, um, have you ever dreamt of owning a horse? My racehorse and the Same Racer app could make it a reality. Download the Same Racer app and tip two Same Race multis and you could be crowned... I'll do it if it's, if it's by first season, so I grant, I'll yeah. get involved. And win 10 micro shares in one of my racehorse's two-year-old colts. It's called Grunt. It's worth over $1,500. And you can win it every week. Congrats to Andy Straffaritas, who was last week's winner. Well done to Andy. Download the Same Racer app today and submit your Same Race multis for your chance to win. Mm. We'll take a break and come back and hopefully Republican Party will go to the front and lead all of the way in the Alabama. Make Addington great again. Yes, time for a break. We'll come back with more straight after this. As we continue our coverage of New Zealand Cup Day, the biggest day, I think it's the biggest day in harness racing in, in Australasia. For mine, the Inter-Dominion was the Holy Grail, Lance, and I still love the Inter-Dominion. But I think New Zealand surpassed it because of the the day, what it means to the New Zealand people and how they still embrace it and they haven't really disrespected it in a way. 
No, and I think uh, the Inner Dominion's probably lost its way a little bit, Gareth, over the last sort of five or ten years. So, um, you know, it was always great going around from state to state and, um, you know, that some of those little places really embrace the Inner Dominion as a, a big thing for them. But New Zealand Cup, same weeks, you know, same place every year. And as you said, just get so many people going that, you know, wouldn't go to the race any other uh, part of the year. So, I keep, I'll keep going on about now. Ever since Ants told me his Inter Dominion idea about ten years ago, I, I just dying out on it. No one ever picks it up. Yeah. But we, the Inter Dominion number one needs to be worth at least a million dollars for the final for the Pacers. It's going to be a great series. We're very much looking forward to it. But there are there are things we need to change. Um, it needs to go everywhere and. You need a million dollars for the winner, and also if you get at least one of those um, futurity series out of the way here in Victoria, this is my little bugbear, my pet hate, because the four-year-olds have got an easier option when we actually want rock and roll. Do could come back from this, decide not to go to the Inter Dominion, go to a Vic Bread Super Series. Yeah, he won't go to the Inter Dominion. No, no, he's not going. So that's the sad part about it. That's that's the reality of. And that's the thing. Not only him, but. He's, a, he's an unusual case because he's going to New Zealand, but there's yeah. others that won't be there as well. So you've got this favourite, which continues to be solid enough in the market, Republican Party at $1.70. And we'll, we'll discuss this because I ran into Andrew Kelly at Flemington, the CEO of Harness Racing Australia, and he's going to tell New Zealand basically all bets are off. So that partnership or relationship has never been... has never been... Um, is more testing than it is right now. It's basically non-existent. So that's Over a, what? I don't know, just about the calendar and um, how they didn't want to be part of the Inter-Dominion and um, they just don't seem to be working together, which is which is not good for the sport. Oh, so you're saying that Australia and New Zealand aren't working together on Australasian jurisdiction? But, this is not normal, is it? They used to do it, a, they used to do it in a, a bit better than they, are, than they do these days. Well, they can... They're completely, basically not on talk, talk, um, talking terms. Well, it never works, does it? No, I think New Zealand, they've, um, they've got a lot to answer for. They've come in and, you know, changed a lot of things around. They've put a Group 1 trot on in December, right smack bang in the middle of the end of Dominions, you know. So um, they've elected to go their own way. I think they'll be the loser in the long run. And uh, we're too small an industry and not to be... Uh, Working together, and uh, it's yeah. a shame because Peter Valenti's taken over in New Zealand, or <laughs> yeah, maybe he has. Well, no. he's definitely, he's probably got more ammunition. Peter Valenti's than New Zealand, <laughs> just, unfortunately. Yes. Well, I think if Peter Valenti's was in New Zealand, the game be going forward, not backwards. Mm. Um, so, Republican Party dollar seventy. I think there's a place bet as well if you don't like backing favourite Sam Wave, maybe at two sixty ants for Nathan Williamson. He trains and drives, gets a nice trailing draw. Yeah, and the 2600 is just going to change the race a little bit, so it's all dependent on how much work Republican Party does early and, and if he gets a, a breather mid-race, because, you know, there's tough horses in this race like Cranbourne who'll be round giving it to him at some stage. Now, we've got a hard out at 12 o'clock, so hopefully we finish this race um, or we at least have some idea what's going to happen. We're going to be up against it, but Republican Party has charged the gate. and oh, he's, he's galloped. He went rough there for a he couple did. of strides, which was a little bit nervous for everybody involved. So he's going to roll forward, and the lead will be there, you would imagine. I don't think so. Who's, no. who's leading here, Ants? Uh, Kirsten Barclay, on, uh, she's got two runners in it, but... The lead will be there eventually, but it, it might not. It's, it's going to take not, a little while. He's not uh, going to wait for him anyway, so he's going to have to earn it. 
Yeah, so he... I'm guaranteed he should get the lead. Well, he's pushing the button now with uh, this pacer. And up uh, and roll and spent some tokens, but there. Gets to the front. The key here, though, is you spend your tokens early, yeah. but if there's no pressure now, take a breather. Would you be happy if you took the $1.60 ants? Yeah, I think so. I don't think Blair got too serious out of the gate. He, he sort of just took his time around that first bend and let the speed come out of the race before he moved forward. So, as I said, if he can get an easy sort of 400 metres, 600 metres now... Um, there's a few moves but now. But there's Cranbourne's coming, so he won't uh, let him have too much of a breather. But uh, yeah. Would he hand up to Cranbourne and take the trail? No. Nah. Um, would Cranbourne hand up, hand up in turn? No, Cranbourne won't hand up. Yeah, it's a possibility. But just whether Blair just thinks he's unclearly the best horse or not. Mm. I think Claire's, uh, Who's the Blair's other horse coming no. now? Cranbourne's coming three wide now, and he's oh, a good okay. tough horse. He wouldn't have been out of place in the New Zealand Cup. Yeah. So he's not... No, so, it's, it's, a, it's a quarter dead. of a look, no more than so that. So who's the horse on its back? That's always the danger. You've got um, Tommy Waterhouse at $61. Is that Tommy Waterhouse? Yeah. So you've got Tommy Waterhouse, leaders back. Cranbourne, who's got duck eggs next to his name. Where's um, Sam Wave, the 10? He's in the moving line following Shan Noble for Mark Perry. The only thing here for Cranbourne is that he's, got, he's gotten there... It feels like it's worse to be outside the leader, but he's gotten there he, without doing as much work as the leader. So I think you're happy if you're on the favourite. There's a lap and a half to go. I don't think we're ever happy. We're half happy. And you've got to get, we've got to go to the news. I don't think the news will have the result of this race, but we'll come back and hopefully have the result. And if you back the, the, the favourite like we have, it's a happy return. Um, time for the news. It's right on 12 o'clock. We'll come back with plenty more for our special coverage on Trot's Life here of New Zealand Cup Day. 0499736736. Join our conversation. Um, few are. There's a few joining us. Driving up to Albury. Great coverage, guys. Good on you. Um, we've got that was huge. Yes, I forgot to. I've I've missed the um, lead here. Republican Party ants led all of the way. Had gear problems. Scalloped at the start. That's a good three-year-old to do what he did to defeat Cranburn. One change. And McAndrew Aviator. So paid a dollar sixty in the end. We tipped it pretty strongly at two ten. So it's a good start for your multis, I would imagine, Ants. Yeah, good run, Gareth. Three year old over twenty six hundred to, you know, lead, do a bit of work and uh, fight them all, hold them all off late. Yeah, my account is going to tell us how well Ants has gone because I'm just following him in. So I'll tell you at the end of the show whether we're winning or not. But uh, Toddy from Burwood, when Gareth declares them, we moose them. Now, I'll let you get here. Go. When you moose them, the antlers come out, you have a really good go. You oh, okay. moose them, okay? So uh, what? Toddy's being supportive of you. Oh, there you go. As he has been, even before you joined us at SEN Track, he was a great Gareth Hall fan. And make sure we all gamble responsibly. Call the gambling hotline on one 858 But I'm confident it's going to be a really good day here. Yes. On Trot's Life, SEN Track. This man, geez, he wanted to get, he wanted to, get to New Zealand. His favourite horse, rock and roll dudes, competing. Um He's a great friend of ours here on SEN Track and Trot's Life. His name is Joshy Jenkins. Joshy, hello to you. Would be a complete fill-up Republican Party. You would have been on that for sure. Yeah, they, uh, they put up 240 over here yesterday. They were absolutely kicking themselves. Yep, jumping out of trees. What's it like? Is this your first New Zealand Cup? My second. I came over in 2017 to escape the... Grand final uh, loss misery and uh, watched Lazarus win his win his second cup and and uh, and said to uh, said to everyone, well, we've got to come back and 
with uh, with the big horse in the race, we had to come back and um, it's a tell you what they're absolutely they're piled in as well. I know they've had limited or no crowds for the past couple of years. They're making up for it today. You know Michael Stanley better than most. We had a chat to him just before and giddy up and. Geez, he's nice and relaxed before the big dance. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, he, he's obviously a good actor because he's uh, he's a little he's a little wound up. I don't know. There was a lot of sleep last night, and um, I think he just I think he just was keen to get here. It's been a, a big build up, and he's been um, he's been keen on this horse for a lot longer than us. And you know, when you know, he's the horse, he's the man who who has hands on the horse every day. So he knows him knows him better than than most. But he. You know, he, he knew that this horse could compete at this level for a long time, and I think it's been a um, at, at times he probably doubted himself and wondered whether he'd gone a bit early. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's I think now that he's at the track, he's feeling a bit better. He's got a drive in the next, and just quietly, boys, they tell me that uh, both Del Getty runners will be uh, hard to beat here if they roll to the to top and uh, and lead trail. So uh, he's got a drive in the next, and I think getting. Getting to acclimatise himself with the track is, is good for him to take his mind off his own horse. We're, we're chips in a Jira here for Carter, Delgetti and Chrissy and, and Cran. Um, the boy can hopefully get the job done, lead us back on the back of invitation only and get the sprint lane ants. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, that was a mail from the camp last night. Yep. So uh, Carter's hopefully, hopes he can get out and hold the trail and uh, mix in front and um, Mick will do what Mick does best and uh, rate it to perfection and... Uh, Hopefully they uh, run the Quinella. Mick's never been in the trail in his well, life. Uh, like, m- m- Mick, m- Mick doesn't know what the trail is, does he, Josh? Yeah, it, it's lead, no, br- it's, it's lead breeze attack. Well, that's where he is supposed to be. Oh, I've got the same same mail as uh, as Ants that it's going to be uh, Mick's also lead, and, and Carter should be able to hold the trail. And I, I just want to, who's doing the, who's who's gearing up the horses for for Dalgettis? Because I think they've had two runners and. And two poles are broken. What's the go there? That can't be a coincidence. Yeah, they're lucky I'm not there. And I know Dexter was the same. He was very particular with the gear when he was <laughs> yeah. with Vakran. So uh, someone will be getting a stir up. And Carter, and Carter's been doing a university exam today. So it's been a unique um, preparation before such a big day, Ants. And maybe he hasn't got his mind on the job just yet. <laughs> or maybe, maybe he thinks I'll... Well, well I think he's got his mind on... Uh, Race 11 or 12, whatever yes. it is, the New Zealand Cup. So. We might try and think yeah. we'll see how good Blair is here. Um, anyway, it was a difficult drive, it looked like. So so we might go the Quinella, invitation only, and a jeer in the next race to be safe there for the two runners from the Delgetti camp. Is that what you're saying to us, Josh? Yeah, I reckon if you had if you had 50 to spend on the race, and um, we, uh, we, uh, we bet to our means, obviously, so if you've got 20 or 50 or 100, whatever it is, I reckon you probably... You probably um, split the two runners evenly, and then you just have a little something on the Quinella in case they do, in case they do um, get yep. the right trip in transit and and, uh, and can run one too. So uh, I'm just glad Republican Party was able to win, even though that pole was hanging around his knees because the money was on there, two thirty to about a buck sixty five on track. So um, we got it back on uh, on the other Dalgetty running, which was. Well, I was off the map over here, ten into three eighty or something, but uh, that was painful. Yeah, so um, it's been a pretty good day, and Ant. So I remember, I think you were on air with me that night at Bendigo just over a year ago for mm-hmm. the Caduceus Classic when there was no crowds around, and um, we're having a chat to Michael. I think it was a heat of the Derby, and he mentioned that Rock and Roll Dude yes. would be the best horse that he's ever trained, and that was just after Soho Tribeca ended his career. Um, and Soho Tribeca still probably delivered the biggest run that I've seen at Menangle, or close to anyway, when he faced the breeze and went down to Lenny the Shark that night. 
so my field marshal. My field oh, marshal. My field marshal. I'm only staring in the fastest ever. <laughs> yeah, well, you knew you were taking all the shortcuts. How dare I get that wrong? Should have seen the glare that he gave me once <laughs> I was um, mid sentence. No, no Anne's just wanted oh, to correct you. There's no glare. Um, there's no glare. It was just for correction. So you've you've you know your form these days and follow it, um, Josh. Can he crush his opposition over the two miles? In a New Zealand, you can't cup. ask him that. He's a virtual co-trainer of the horse. He, <laughs> but he, he's going to have a different opinion. He's a realist. He's a realist <laughs> because he's in love with Mark Purden as well. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I am nervous about that, boys. And um, I don't know what you, you haven't heard your views, but um, be keen to, to get them from you. I'm nervous about him having to win from the from the breed because I'm just thinking back. I was thinking back and watching back. You know, uh, the last however many New Zealand Cups that I can remember, it's. You know, it's it's the leader. It's copy that in front. It's it's um it's you know self-assured in the trail. It's Cruz Bromac three fence. Like I can't remember. I know Tiger Tara almost won from the breeze, but again the fixer got up the sprint lane and beat him. So it's hard. It's going to be hard for him. You know what, boys? And I know he's not listening. Do not take it for granted that he'll be in the breeze. Do not take that for granted. Yeah, I think he goes to the front. As I said to you when we're having a chat to Michael, I don't know if it was like. Watching that, I don't know if Blair gave something away last year when he was talking to Matty Cross saying that if Natalie had a real look, he probably nearly would have handed up down the back at the 1,000-metre mark to South Coast Arden. One, two, one, two. I reckon if Stanley gets there like quick that. enough... I think Josh is indicating the other, the other way, aren't you, almost, Josh, that, you know, that, that there's yeah, no I'm guarantee of making a move. Yeah. Like, sit back and, and, and hope that somebody else puts the, uh, puts the pressure on for him. I think the beauty, yeah, that, well, that's, that's what I, that's, I mean, I, you know, well, can't. as the, well, uh, as the resident that. unpaid form yeah. analyst. No, well, I mean, the, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, boys, that, you know, and Ants can probably speak to this the most, but they're all going to want to be in the same spot. You know, I think horses drawn, what, one, two, three, four, and five and eight did that start. are all yes, giving themselves a chance. They're um, all going to want to be, you know, yeah, behind the leader or, or in the one-one expecting Mick to come round. So there might be a chance that you can just let it let it unfold for a while. And if the speed's genuine, then maybe you don't have to come until they try and tap the brakes. But equally, Gareth, I do agree. There's that. The, the other argument is if you get the quicker yeah, Mick can get there, the more chance there is I'll hand the front to him. I think the copy that's the only one in the race who wouldn't hand up to him, and I think he might anyway. So it's, it's, uh, I'm glad he's driving and I'm not. It's a race, Ant. So you're driving rock and roll too. What are you thinking? How are you driving him? Talk us through it. Well, I think, uh, well, as I said to Carter last night, go out with an open mind because because of the standing start, you don't know who's going to begin and who's not and where you're going to settle down early. So... You obviously do your form and all that kind of thing, but um, just go out with a clear head and, and drive the race and, and have trust in your own judgment that you'll know what to do at the right time. So, yeah, I think Mick's in a, a good spot. Like, we've seen him win, you know, off a trail, you know, two or three starts back. And, um, you know, they start, he's just great stayer. And, you know, if they're going hard and he's sitting in, it'll probably just help him more. So um, he's not one-dimensional, and as you said, mm. he, can, he can find the front, he can sit in the death, he can come from behind. So, you know, Mick's got a lot of options. But he was, when he won that race recently, and they flew over the 1,700 metres, yeah. he, was, he, was, he wasn't the hunted. He's the hunted today because they'll be thinking, well, they'll be all waiting for Mick Stanley to come across. Every time he goes, they'll pull out in front of him trying to think that they're going to get the trail on him. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be like, as as you pointed out, Ants, he just needs to probably drive the race. Yeah, yeah. And, is it, and, and it mightn't be a bad thing. Like, you know, if, if 
if he does make a move and one stupid out in front of him, at least you're going to get a drag around the field for a while. So, you know, I think uh, a lot of the other drivers will be more scared of Mick than uh, Mick will be scared of them. And you know, he's in a position, Josh, where you're talking about he can defy expectations. So even if everybody's thinking something's going to happen, it might actually benefit Mick to do the opposite, but only if copy that isn't in front and getting an absolute peach. If that's happening, your hand is dealt to you. I don't think you can then say, I'm going to sit back. Then you have to make a move. But if that's not happening, defying expectations in a race like this isn't the worst idea in the world, is it? No, that's right. I, and and, and Ant's nailed it. Like, the beauty is with this horse... And you know, Mitch being nervous, but the, the, the horse, the horse should calm the driver because the horse can win the race in 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 many different ways. And I think he's the only horse in the race who can win the race from probably from three different positions. He can obviously win in front. We saw him just demoralise them at Kilmore. I watched that race, the Kilmore Cup this morning in 26 second third quarter, and he dead set looks like he's 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 just doing track work at home in 30 seconds. He. He um he's a deceptive force because he's big and he's a little bit gangly, but uh, he can you know we know he can win in front. If he finds the top, I think it's probably game over. But he, 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 you know I watched the Vic Cup again this morning and I know it's going to be hard to win from the breeze. But if he gets to the breeze early enough, then and probably they can they can dictate the tempo of the race where only he or copy that if it is copy that in front, only those two can win. Um, yeah. So and and again you know that 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 group one the first group one that he won when he. When he sat back, and then you can still make it a, a staying test if you sit back and come with a thousand to go, and just make it the horse who can run the furthest for the longest over a thousand. I think he can win that way. So um, he's a good horse, and I don't think you'd swap him for anyone in the race, even though he's got a tricky, uh, tricky uh, uh, stand start draw. I just love Gareth that, that uh, Josh Jenkins. I've got this picture before he gets his wheat picks in the morning. He's lying in bed and he's watching a replay of the Victoria Cup. <laughs> like he, he reckons, he reckons mixed stressed. Well, Josh is watching the Victoria yeah. Cup, lying in his jocks in a bed in a hotel in New Zealand somewhere. Hey, just we, we've got to we've got to take a break here, um, Josh. <laughs> so you're with Rock and Roll Do. What about outside Rock and Roll Do? Um, have you got one for us? Um, well, I, I'm I'm really keen on. So you got me a bit too late. Republican Party. He was the best bet of the day, no doubt. And I know you guys pushed him. So uh, the punter should have been should have been on it at the even money. Um, I, I certainly think one of the Dalgetty runners will get the job done here. So have something on both of them. And um, I, I, there's a bit of a word around about Queen of Diamonds, the Purden runner in the in the Phillies race. So I think True Fantasy, even though she just hasn't quite been at her best, this barn, they get them right on the big days. And I think True Fantasy at about $2, $2.50, she'll find the front and, and, and it should be too good. So maybe True Fantasy away from the big horse. Rock and roll do. All right, mate. Enjoy your day. Keep my uh, Mick nice and calm. And we'll catch up with you throughout the day, but we appreciate your time, Joshy. <laughs> hey, boys. Have a good day. Yes, Joshy Jenkins, 12.17. We'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll start to preview the six race. Plus, I'll, I'll just quickly, before we take that break, Ant, so if Rock and Roll Do isn't the enforcer here, who's the enforcer in the cup? Yeah, that, that's the problem, Gareth. Yeah. There's probably not... There's four or five horses are probably just going to go straight to the fence or take the shortcuts or the soft runs. And um, there's there's not too many others, it, even the ones that might go make a mid-race move, they'll all be looking for cover again after that, you know, the 1-1 or whatever. So, yeah, it, if copy that finds the front early, Mick Sand's probably going to be forced and uh, 
he's the only one that's going to probably get up there and and maintain a you know a solid enough tempo because if Blair gets to the front with a copy of that, he'll want to go as slow as he can for as long as he can. We'll take a quick break, 12.18, we'll come back with plenty more here on A Special Trot's Life as we continue our coverage of New Zealand Cup Day. New Zealand Cup Day, and we've got um, race number six, which is just around the corner. It's set for about eight minutes' time. Ajira, 6.52.40. No matter what, at 4.40. Revered at 6.50. Sporty Charlie, 5.50. Seven minutes away. Um, Carter was keen that Ajira can run a big race at an each-way price from barrier number one, Ants. Um, we're jumped on his bandwagon here, here I think. Yep, yep. The mail's been strong all day for the two Delgetti runners with uh, Mick Stanley driving invitation only. So um, getting the, the bully from a lot of different sources. So we'll see how good a judge is yeah. there. Great to hear Anthony Butt um, brings back so many great memories of one of my favourite horses, Blossom Lady. She would have brained this lot today, Ants. <laughs> yeah, great mare, Gareth. You know, so tough racing the great era, you know, against horses like Choking, Mask Musician, Golden Rain and Desperate Comment and... Westman Grant and those sort of horses. So, uh, you know, probably once in a lifetime mare that can mm. take on those boys and beat them in the biggest races. So we don't see many mares, unlike the Gallops, where you've got the best horses in the last 10 to 15 years, Black Caviar and Winks, both being champion mares. And Maccabi Divas, the last 20 years, they've been mares. Um, Maccabi Divas is different because she won three Melbourne Cups under handicap conditions and that probably won't be seen ever again. But Winks and Black Caviar did it at weight for age and they had a weight advantage over their male counterparts. Do you think harness racing needs to think about doing something similar to that so we can see more mares in a New Zealand Cup or, or a Victoria Hunter Cup? Do they, do they need to get preferential draws to help them be competitive? Yeah, maybe, Gareth. It, it could be a good idea because um, I know in the gallops, you know, a lot of the colts and, you know, get, you know, they get sent off to stud you know, pretty early in their careers and um, you're probably me- left with the, you know, the mares and the geldings, whereas in harness racing it, that doesn't happen quite so often. So, yeah, it's rare for a mare to be competitive at the very top level. So, you know, I think an advantage, you know, maybe with a barrier or something like that um, could help. We did see it in Brisbane this year with ladies in red for the big race up there, which uh, probably enticed it as A, to start and then, uh, you know, helped it to win. So, um, yeah, as I said, I don't know why... The mares and standard breeds um, aren't as, you know, dominant as some of the mares have been in the galloping. But, uh, you know, every now and again you get one and, um, you know, they're fantastic. Yeah. What do you think of that? Oh, no, I think Ants um, has stolen my thunder and something that I talk about all the time, the thoroughbreds, you know, they win the Cornwall Classic these days and have for many years the, the Colts and off you go for $93 million to start. And, and so... This has definitely been a major part of, uh, of the mayor's... It sounds horribly disrespectful to Winks and Black Caviar, but it's just the way it is. There's been a change in the way we operate here so that young cults are going off to start earlier. And you know what? We give the mayor's concession for most races uh, regardless. I reckon if you're a great mayor, then prove it. Now, adore me. The problem is, and this is... So this is paradoxical. You want mares races, don't you? As many mares races as you can. But a horse like Adore Me should have raced in more open class races. Adore Me could have beaten them. 
Adormi could have beaten the boys over and over and over again. Yeah. But she didn't have to most of the time because as you're going through as a four-year-old, leadership mile, all the rest of it, you don't have to. So um, ladies in red will when she gets there, though. We might take the news now quickly so we can go back and um, um, have this race so we can watch it or describe it to you. Ajira at 6.50, that's the horse we're the playing the one. Each all thanks to the Quaddy Welcome back to Trots Live. This is a special Trots Live as we continue the build-up to the New Zealand Trotting Cup. This is race six on the program. Money for the seven no matter what. But we're keen on the one here. Jira, $7.250. Continues to drift a little bit since we've tipped it, Jason. I, I'm staggered at this. Um, the, the, uh, I'm staggered at what the speed map here that everyone... Uh, was talking about that the six just crosses the one. If that happens, then we've got to be on, don't we? Yeah. We've got to be on. But there's in the market, Steph's boy, um, Jimmy James McGuire, they're in between the one and the six, no matter what, for Olivia Thornley and Mark Purden. I'm I'm just, I'm hoping everyone's got this map right, but it sounds it sounds a little bit too good to be true, to be honest. Is, that, is this how it's going to work? The six just get across the one and that's, that's how they're going to race? Well, you know the old saying, when it sounds too good to be true, it normally is. Yeah. So, uh, And you've got to remember, Mark Purden's got three in the race, so, um, you know, they'll be around at some stage, you know, keeping the, the pace on us. So, um, interesting race, but as you said, you know, any time you draw one and you like your horse, you're uh, it's a good place to be. But Michael Stanley's horse has had some good backing as well, so it could be strong enough to lead all of the way for the Dalgettys. So, um it's had probably better support than the one Ajira here. Just really quickly, I want to know from Anne's perspective how important it is for Mick Stanley to go out and have a drive before the big one today. Like, normally, you on a big day when you've won uh, 700 Cups and three New Zealand Cups, you'd have many drives. But going out there and at least dusting the cobwebs off must be worth its weight in gold. Yeah, it's really good, uh, Jace, because he said you, you just get out there, you forget about the cup and concentrate on this race. You sort of get in the zone, you relax a bit, and um, no, it'll do in the world of good. And as I said, he'll, he'll keep him busy for half an hour, and as I said, he'll get off this, and um, you know, then he'll be straight into the big one. So it'll be interesting to see what happens at the start here. Um, geez, you already know it's been six a strange one. betting race. Steph's boys had support now for Zach Butcher and um, the Court family. The one's not up on the gate. Now it's trying to muster. It'll it'll muster. Stanley. Muster. Muster. Yeah, he's got to hold up, isn't he? Or is Zach trying to lay down the muster. gauntlet? Muster. Who else is coming? So Zach's going to let get in front. Will Zach hold the front here? Usually he will. Yeah, he probably will, I'd say. Yes, it hadn't been going too bad, the source. Well, it's rolling. We, so the one we want has still got the position it wanted. Correct. But in different circumstances. Yep. So Stanley's going to go and sit outside the leader here. Um, geez, there's a bit of movement happening out the back here. The colours of um, the, um, what was the monkey horse? Monkey King colours got in a little bit of trouble there. And now this is the seven, no matter what, on the move. But Stanley's going to hold the breeze here. He's driving like an Australian ass. <laughs> And uh, good to see, too, like the Mark Purden runners are three wide, so not often they get uh, hang out to dry. Last time that happened was when <laughs> Gary Hall Jr. and Clint Hall did that. Remember Yank. in Perth, the Lazarus? Yep, yep. So uh, it's going to make it interesting now because they're probably going to get an easy 400 metres now because Olivia Thornley will just yep. sit out there three wide and not put any pressure on. So 
So uh, things are working out pretty good if you're on the trailer, I reckon. Can the leader keep going? Can't say why not, Zach Butcher. Well, it's been backed. It's in the Jerry market. got out to like $9. It's basically $7 the field by the time they jumped. And there's a gallop at the seven. Make sure no the leader what. doesn't get away with everything here so that there's a, there's a kick in the locker for the one behind the leader. So that's the that's favourite. Us. The favourite's out of play. We're travelling okay. Who's this coming out wide now? This is revered for Mark Purden at $7. The yeah. danger could be the 10, Vinky B. So it's the Rasmussen, Purden, um, Revered Melvini. You just got to hope the leader kicks on uh, kick, the passing kick, lane. Kick, kick, yeah, still going okay. kick, open up a Jira, go back. Is yeah, the momentum there? Out. Yeah, it's coming now. Now you've got to lift. Oh, they're swamping everywhere. They went probably too hard up front. It's been disappointing. Oh, dear. Back to speed legless. Who's going to get there? Oh, I'm back Natalie to square Rasmussen. now. No, out wide, I reckon. Out wide has got him. Oh, 13. Ooh, tight. Snow Robin, $15 and four forty. Isn't that a great example, though, Ants, of, of uh, like, we don't know the sectionals, but that's what's great about Addington. The, the track is... Nine million meters wide, so like it's there's so much exposure. You can get out, you can get out as wide as you want to, and if the speed's been on, in fact, you you almost don't want to be at the top end at Addington if any speed's been on because you know you would have been there answer before and thought I'm exposed here to a sit sprinter to something behind me that's got speed. I don't want to be out here because it would feel very cold halfway up the Addington straight after you've done some work. Yeah, it's a long straight. Uh, Jason, as you said, you know, you just look at the, that race and look at the Toronto Mina, mate. There's probably, uh, you know, eight horses that were in with a great winning chance. And, you know, you don't see that at Melton very often. No. That's a good point you make. So Snow Robins won. Vinky B was good back in second. And then Jimmy James Maguire third. Um, but that Dalgetty runner was disappointing still because that other horse was on its back, wasn't it really? It didn't really finish off as well as we thought it would. No, and I think, uh, you know, if we do the show again next year, I don't think we'll t- be taking too many notice, too much notice of Carter's tips. Yeah. <laughs> Carter, you're banned. Yeah. Um, SCN track is putting, we've stood you down, vets. Uh, but next time, uh, well, hopefully in the cup, things work out. So we've got race seven next. This is the Phillies race. And true fantasy is $1.80. There's a tip around for Queen of Diamonds here, which is interesting. Um, it'll be fascinating to see how this race pans out. True Fantasy hasn't got gate speed, and there's plenty of gate speed around her. And Natalie Rasmussen can wave a little bit of magic as well from inside that second row draw. But we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with plenty more. This is Trot's Life on this Tuesday. It's 12.34. Gareth Hall, Jason Bonington, and the three-time New Zealand Cup champ, Anthony Butt. And Jason Bonington, after um, 1 o'clock, we'll continue to stay on, and Campbell Brown will join us. Campbell Brown, yeah, Campbell Brown, who's got a uh, stationary bike in the other studio because he's yeah. he's uh, trying to put up the case for charity at the moment. Okay, so just looking at this Phillies race, the Neverly R Philly Series final, you got True Fantasy, who Mark Purden says is not at her best. He's not quite happy with her, but he's over the moon with Queen of Diamonds. But one's got a draw to probably be up close to the front, and the other one might need to push through. Um, listening to Mick Guerin there on the box seat the other night, he's tipping that there's a heap of speed off the front. So how difficult is it for Mark Purden to get off the fence here? Oh, yeah, it won't be easy, Gareth. Yeah, they won the second run. There's, um, you know, three drawn outside him, so they won't be giving him any favours. So, 
it, it just comes down to luck, you know. Some days you get out, some days you don't. So, you know, it's a tricky spot for her and um, the one she's following out is probably not the best source, you know, to be following. So, you know, as I said, if your luck's in, it's in, you get a run and, and other days you don't. So usually in, like, if you're on a favourite here at Melton drawn inside the second row, you can get off most times, Ants. You, you either yeah. snag back or you push through. Um, is it harder to do it in New Zealand? Yeah, it is, Gareth, because in New Zealand, the outside horse are allowed to push you down. And so, even like, if he comes back and gets on the the one uh, outside him, you know, two of the second rows back early, there's a big chance he's going to get pushed down back to where he came from, from one of the other runners, you know, drawn wide on the front row. So, in, in Aussie, it's a lot easier. You can Once you get off the fence, no one can push you down. So, that's a big difference. So, yeah, I don't know what Mark will do. He may just chance his arm and follow the one through and... Hope uh, a he can get a break at the first bend, or uh, or b you know he just sits on the fence and hopes for luck late. So I think if we're playing here, we might. I think we take the punt with Purden to get off, and hopefully there's plenty of speed off that front row, and he can wave some magic. I'm back. I've already backed it. I've been going with Ants the whole day, and he's and he's held me in good stead. But I Queen of Diamonds, and he, Ants. Mark Purden is no like he's so universally revered as in the greatest trainer in probably Australasian history that sometimes we forget that he's in big races. He's a very very good driver. Like I think some people uh, have seen him take the soft option and 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 weave passages and and uh, and not win big races and think you're a great trainer and you're a, you're a nice driver but you're not a great in big races. He's a great driver. Yeah, he's very underrated as yeah. a driver. You know, he's. He, you know, name me the last time he's made a mistake in a big race and cost himself a win, you know. Yeah. And another thing that you see often, or not often, but you, we've seen a little bit lately, he's been picking up one or two catch drives here and there, and they're all been winning. Horses, you know, with no form. And uh, so that goes to show, you know, he's, you know, he knows a great trainer, but he's also a you know, great, fantastic uh, Very driver. underrated. I agree. So that race is about 12 minutes away. Fields are out for the Breeders' Crown semi-final night at Milton on Saturday night. Got major celebrity drawn three, the lost storm drawn five, um, in the two-year-old Colts and Gelding semi-final first semi-final. So perfect class one. So the lost storm will lead and win that race. Captain's Knox drawn nine. Um, so he's one to watch. Was only okay the other day. Drawn eight. Second race is the second semi-final. Now the big gun here is the. Russell Jack Train paces school captain. He's drawn outside the second row here, which makes it interesting. Oh, dear. Techie's watching will lead and win. It's drawn two. Techie's watching, is it good enough to lead and win in that race? I think it would be, wouldn't it? Well, I, I can tell you, before the lost storm came around, um, I know Emma and Clayton had a, Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin had a very big opinion of Techie's watching. So a couple of runs back now, and uh, yes, but school captain's pretty special as well. The, the key is, and uh, semi-finals, as great as they are, it's not the final, is it? So you're not going to spend all of your tokens on semi-final night, and that's something punters have to think about all the time, that you're going to go out there and try and make a bit of a statement, but if you qualify for the final, you've done your job. Yeah, that's the main thing, uh, Jason, and nowadays too, with you don't get any advantage by winning the heat, but um, you think of that race from the draws, Tiki Zane, you'll just be leading and uh, you know, awfully hard for the other horse to come from the outside of the second row. I think we can have a bet here in race number three. Soho Seraphine um, has drawn to lead and there is 
Geez, the performance. Like, how big did that winner go there the other day at Maryborough? Like, I've never seen a filly do what she did, Major Delight. Major Delight's in the other semi, Ants, I can report to you. So you've only got to beat Aussie Sweet Pea that was only fair the other I day. I Tempting Tigress might be a problem. No, dual melody. I reckon you're good enough to lead there the way you went the other day, Ants. Yeah, well, I couldn't believe she got beat the other day, Gareth. I, yeah. when I, I told a few people before the race that... There's no way a horse can sit outside my one and beat her, and uh, she just got crushed. So, so the other horse is obviously something one out of the box. But I tell you what, Jules Melody's Jules Melody's heat run was out of this world. So um, I wouldn't count her out. You know, I'd, I'd love to see what she went a last mile in the other day. She, yep. It was a big run. You won't be handing up, however, Ants. Well, uh, he's done it get, twice now in his career, so it might get, be a third get my time. instructions from Mick Stanley and uh, <laughs> do as I'm told. Major delight, drawn six. It'll just win. Her heat, what a superstar she is. Um, then Bonzel Benjamin, he's got a new trainer, Timmy McGuigan. Has he had it for a little while? Uh, last couple of starts, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but Hasn't there, I, there are rumours that, that Bonzel might be going back to oh, Jason okay. Crimson, maybe if we can chat to him. Aussie Battler, Bulletproof Boy, Pete said so, hey, tell me. Sate, Max Delight, Bernie Winkle, Jillaby Sylvester, Jillaby Nitro engaged there. Um, that's a, you would think Max, to, you would think Torrid Saint and Max Delight would have to be the ones to beat in that race. Rich Beauty drawing the pole. Do you give her a chance in semi-final number one of the Breeders' Crown? They gave her a big rap, and but uh, it hasn't really played out at this point. Um, Soho Historia, Beach Life goes forward. Does it, it probably leads and hands up to Soho Historia. Is that how you would see that one? All I'm, I'm just going through the fields. All I can see is E.J. Stewart on just about every run on the race. So Yeah, it's nearly, it's nearly Benyol type of areas we're going here. Yeah. We claimed all the, uh, the runners that got claimed out of the Battle of the Claimers the uh, last Saturday night. They were all associated with the Benyol stable. So you'd expect to see mighty flying art. Gobsmacked in a million promises racing somewhere under the name Benyol very soon. Yep. All right, then just quickly going through... The other fields there at um, Melton in the second semi-final, non Perilla Moray Vita in Cypher, Joe and Joe, Pention. I think Amore Vita leads or hands up to in Cypher, but I think it'll win on, on Saturday Who? night. Amore Vita, I thought she went pretty well the other day. Yeah, I've, the indications at the moment are that in Cypher's gone past her, but um, I think on pure ability at their, at their absolute best, Amore Vita's better. But I didn't see this dramatic improvement from one stable to the next that I was expecting the other night. But again, uh, held up 26-2 home. How much more can you do? But in cipher for me, Ants? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was a bit of a joke race the other night for Moravita. They just walk around and run up the straight. So, you know, be a better guy this week. But in cipher is, um, you know, going really well. And, you know, Steno can't do much more than it's doing either. You know, the, yeah. the Sydney Phillies, so... What a race in the Freestone Trotters free-for-all. Group three, you've got Aldebaran Seuss. Um, rules don't apply, one a heat of an inter-dominion. Sundown's Courage, Aldebaran Crescent, drawn the pole. Always Ready's drawn the second row. Majestuoso's first up this prep, drawn barrier number seven. He's an interesting runner because he never came up last preparation, Ants. No, that's right. You know, and Andy, obviously, must be happy with him to have him back. I think he's actually trialling today, so that'll give yeah. a bit of a guide. But... Uh, you know, the way Elder Baron Zeus is going, you know, he's just gone to the next level and, you know, he's going to be a really exciting horse to watch over the next couple of years. I'll give you one, uh, Gareth, out of that first semi-final of the British Crown for the uh, three-year-old Colts and Geldings. 
Commander Buzz finished second last in a seat the other day, or the other night. It actually went super. It's got the pole marking draw. And critically, it's not in the same semi-final as Captain Ravishing, who is uh, something right out of this world and will be winning the final. But uh, I'd be having something early when the market's open on Commander Buzz okay. in race eight at, I reckon it'll be 20 to 1. There you go. It's a go. good horse, Commander Buzz. It's got a lot of high speed ants. Yeah, he's always been a lovely horse and, uh, you know, raced at a really top level, you know, right throughout his career. We're about to take a break here. Race 7 Addington is still 17 minutes away. So true fantasy at $1.80 is the strong favourite and then you've got Queen of Diamonds at three ten. So we're leading towards Queen Diamonds here, aren't you, Jason? Well, I am, but, I mean, um, I shouldn't... Uh... And Ants doesn't have. I a shouldn't cut really. and run from a uh, cut and front run from Ants, but he's uh, he's creating a uh, scenario where it's tough to have a bet in the race. So, yeah. So true fantasy at a dollar eighty. She's out of form. Is there anyone's any other horses that can defeat the the All Stars? They've had a dirty day after we thought they were going to start on fire. After um, they went down, they won the second race and lost in protest. That was a bad sign, wasn't it, Ants? When you yeah. lose one early on yeah. protest, that was Sinbad. It's a bad sign. Um, and then they haven't really fired since. Um, so this is their chance, really. True Fantasy and Queen of Diamonds. Yeah, there's not much there you can really see beating them. Either, either one or the other you'd think would win. Yeah. All right, then. We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and wrap up Trot's life and then Campbell Brown will come in and lead the charge here for SEN Track on a Tuesday afternoon for New Zealand Cup Day. Today's odds update for Palmerbet. Get bolt-in benefits this racing carnival with great odds, more markets and great value at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Holy jeez, that's an ominous sweeper. That is... That's heavy. That was like John Williams' uh, score from Jaws. Anyway, Lee Dalton will join us now to talk about multiple tracks and the best backrunners for Palmerbet. How are you, Dalton? Yeah, going well, thanks, Bonders. How are you? I'm very well, mate. We start with Gosford, race seven. She's a bad girl, has not missed a drum. Four starts, four placings. It's a strong maiden, but the punters have come and they have come hard. Yeah, I could never keep up with the bad girls. I couldn't, so I uh, <laughs> I, I won't be chiming into this one. But uh, been really well backed here. Seven into 370. Four starts, four placings, as you touched on. Tim Clark to ride today. He's in red-hot form, obviously won the big one on the weekend. And he's no better man to be riding an on pacer, and that's what this filly is. Yeah, no, I've, I've I've had too many of the bad girls, unfortunately. So maybe we can uh, compare notes at some point, Dolts. But uh, another <laughs> on pacer, Gosford Race Eight, Moralist. Uh, last start, not so good. But if you give a decent horse one bad run and six fifty into three fifty, that's a decent go. Um, what are we thinking here? Absolutely, been really well tried. The pro punters have stepped into this one. Obviously, that big move, 650 to 350. Look, has handled heavy tracks throughout his career, but last time out at Hawkesbury, that was a day where it rained during the race, and maybe you just got to put the pen through that. Uh, look, outside of that, really honest type, has a good record at this track and at the distance. Uh, looks hard to beat in the last. Punters are hoping the home track advantage and the home track record might be what gets some indie home for Joe Cleary in race seven at Queen B. And first up stats not flash, but they can be deceptive sometimes. And it hasn't been a massive go, but they have backed this one in uh, the seventh at Queen B. Solid enough, Sam Indy, seven fifty to five dollars. 
Look, Joe Cleary at Queenian's always hard to beat. Obviously, targets his horses from there, and that could be a bit of a reason why the money's landed here today. The 1,000 could be a touch short, but has drawn for an economical run and has absolutely no issue on a rain-affected track, which we will get today. Now, this is the one that uh, seems like I want to get involved. Casted in race three. Laureus open second favourite, 340 into 245. And when they come in that far, you're not too far from maybe opening uh, in tomato sauce by the time the race goes around. Uh, only had the one go, went back. Uh, they might have just earmarked this race as the one to, to, to break through. And is that what the punters are thinking? That seems to be the push it does. Uh, when they do the flipsy do, they start second pick and next minute they're in the favourite. You just definitely have to listen to the money. Uh, as you said, had one start, drew wide, got a long way back, drawn one today. Money suggests should settle a lot closer to the speed today. Now, and I don't like them when they come back in trip, but Townsville race four. We've got one here, undoubted, looking for three wins in a row. Comes back from 1,800 metres to 1,600, but did win this track and trip a couple of starts ago. And those up there in North Queensland, the Shane Churlios and such of the world, love Ryan Wiggins and four, a very good reason. They do get right around, we go, they do. And he's a terrific rider. Uh, I'm sure if he uh, chose to, he could be in Brisbane a regular on a sad day, but obviously enjoying life up north. And undoubted, has been well tried. Five dollars into three sixty. The back in trips obviously a concern, but does tick that box having one over the mile two starts ago, and that did come at this track, which is also a positive. Out of those five who have been the best back rider around the country, who's the one that you think is uh, has been best supported? Sometimes you look at seven into three seventy for she's a bad girl, and you say that's the one. But I'm thinking that one in Cassidy and race three three forty into two forty five. You look at the margin and the percentage and. Um, they've had a decent go on it. So who do you reckon has been best back right around the land? I'm going to follow you in a cast and I am, and especially in a race where Kira Ma had the opening favourite and it's been rec- replaced by this runner, trained by uh, Tom Dabernick now out of his face at Warnable. When they switch around, that's something I really like to take note of and uh, I'll be following the smart punters in that have jumped on that one at cast and race three. Good on, Dolce, you're a legend. Thanks very much. Wonderful chat, soon. There's Lee Dalton from Palmer Bed. He does a great job every single day here on SEN Tracker every weekday. We're going to take a break now. When we come back after the news, Campbell Brown in a fuchsia T-shirt will be joining the coverage and heading off the trackside coverage. But don't worry, don't fret. If you're enjoying the New Zealand Cup card and the coverage there, Gareth All, Anthony Butt and myself will join the Brown Dog to look after you for the next few hours. Back in a moment.